1: We're basically just waiting for Starfield because this is VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Gullion, and Lauren Bergen.
2: How are we doing, folks? Chris, how are you? I'm good. Kids started school yesterday, so um, kind of had that emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that roller coaster being one of the kind of basic ones you get at a theme park, which doesn't really do a lot because it <laughs> ended up being kind of straightforward enough going to school and she was happy, so the end. No tears, no tantrums. It was pretty smooth sailing. Mm. Pretty and short that'll be it for, and the, and for you know, the rest of her easy. school career.
1: It'll be Pre- really easy. There'll be no problems whatsoever. No problems
2: at all. No bullying. Um, no. If, 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 if anything, she'll be the bully. Um, <laughs> so that's always good. Um, She's
1: got the yeah. scullion genes, so I imagine she will be. She does.
2: Yeah, bully. Speak,
1: speaking of noted bullies, Lauren Hayden... <laughs>
3: Jordan how dare you I have never said anything mean to you in my life you retweeted my tweet the other day and were mean to me but anyway I'm, I'm over it it's fine I'm gay mm-hmm. <laughs> despite from a few days annual leave which is very nice um, and yeah catching up on all the news bro
1: Catching up on the thousands of wee grubbers sending you their CVs. Imagine putting out a tweet being like, "We're hiring people," and then going on annual leave. You're an absolute madwoman. <laughs> I, I, I simply well, can't believe it.
3: Basically, what has happened is that I got it sorted pretty much overnight because so many people like applied for it, which is a shame. Because and that is probably because the state of games industry just now that people have to. Um, but. Yeah, it was a lot of CVs very quickly, but it got sorted. We're all good. And please stop sending me CVs because I'm not going to look at them.
1: <laughs> that just went straight
2: in the bin. I'm going to jump out for a second, delete my CV. <laughs> no longer needed.
3: Chris, you can send me your CV anytime. That's so okay. Thank I'm you very much. I appreciate no that. Problem. No problem. <laughs>
1: We'll get those network in millions one of these days. Before then, let's do some headlines. Story number one Pokemon players disqualified from World Championships for using hacked Pokemon. The World Championships took place over last weekend in Yokohama, Japan, and saw thousands of players compete across several different disciplines like the trading card game, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Unite, and the most popular event, the Pokemon Video Game Championships. Also known as Pokemon VGC. Uh, a, a naming convention that has never confused anyone to do with our website. Um, but I think it maybe helps us in SEO. Who can say? It, does, re- it
2: definitely hinders us.
1: I'm hearing from our podcast, produ- our, uh, Johnny SEO, that it does in fact hinder us. Um, however, this year saw several professional players disqualified from the event for using hacked Pokemon. And um, These Pokemon can be obtained in the game, but they're essentially... Um, using these third party uh, apps and software to get optimal pokemon without taking the time for those that don't know uh, in the competitive scene of pokemon there's like special training you can do that goes beyond just what level your pokemon is it's all about stats and things like this and to get the pokemon uh, the stats that you want it can take hundreds of hours and people that are building competitive teams to go and play at these world championships are like sack that what if we just generated these Pokemon which could theoretically be legal it's not as if they're hacking in a Mew 3 with like a billion HP or anything like that, these Pokemon could exist um, and the, the hacks have been so successful that up until now they've basically been undetectable because they're, they're real adjacent Pokemon um, but people were getting out there to the Pokemon World Championships in Japan playing a couple of games and then the the Pokemon Polis uh, came up for them and uh, disqualified them. Uh, here's a quote from Brady Smith, who is a, a VGC player. Pokemon VGC. <laughs> 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 was uh, We're the only VGC players. Quote, DQ'd at 2-0, should have gotten my mons myself. Um, I guess the weirdest part of all of this is that they waited until the uh, WCS to start upping their game. I wish it was consistent throughout all the season, but at least we now have consistently, uh, we have this consistency established they are finally not messing around get your mons legit y'all which is what my tattoo says um, the, this can was I a- just
2: say get your mons legit y'all has to be the shittest five words ever put together in the Look, history of air
1: if I was if I was still naming podcasts this podcast would be called get, get, your, mons get, legit, y'all. get your mons legit y'all that should be our sign off <laughs> you can take that to the bank um yeah, it, this is a strange situation. Imagine going to the World Championships with 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 hacked Pokemon. Now, my question for you, Chris, as someone who's trod the boards of of playing games for many a year now, I've played a couple. What's the most cheating you've done in a game?
2: Hmm, that's a good one. I don't I don't cheat much. Um, no, the, the, the only the only the only thing I've done that's questionable, and I can't remember. I've told this in the podcast before. I think I have, is that back in the Xbox 360 days, um, code would be like, numerous copies of retail code would be sent to publications. And I used to live with a guy Ryan King, who had a 360, and I had a 360, and we would each get a, a copy of the retail game like a week before it came out, and we would do all the. Um, online multiplayer achievements because nobody was playing it online like a week before the game came out. So we'd do all the get a hundred wins in ranked multiplayer because we were the only two that, would, that were playing ranked multiplayer. So mm. I suppose that technically that was cheating, but it was just for achievements. So um, that's about as outrageous as I've gone. That's,
1: that's disappointing, Lauren. Massive cheater, famously. <laughs>
3: I don't come here (laughs) to be bullied, (laughs) but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) you've obviously
2: not listened to this podcast
3: before. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I've got a thick skin. It's okay. Nasty man can't hurt me. (laughs) I'm just trying to think. I also am not really someone that cheats in games. Like I remember, obviously back when was it Motherload that was the Sims cheat that got you all the cash, all the money? I think that honestly, it was like the only kind of times that in Rosebud like those are the only two times that i really actually used codes and games because i'll be honest with you like i was never clever enough to actually go online and like google cheat codes like my brain just was like (laughs) wired to play the game as i should play the game um so yeah it's one of those i've never really done it even in my adult life i've never really i've written cheat code guides yeah of course but i've never actually like used them
2: and obviously, people people have a certain vintage, i. e., me. Like, remember, remembers like the, the, some of us still remember old Chico's off the back, off the top of our heads, like from the eighties and nineties. So everyone knows the blood cheat for Mortal Kombat and how to summon a tank in uh, Grand Theft Auto and all that kind of shit. It's just like, but those were never really like outrageous cheats. there was nothing like like cheating other people. It was always just kind of cheating the game. Now that all this multiplayer stuff is outlandish, I tell you
1: there was a time where i knew all the san andreas uh, cheats um like up down left right up down left right r1 r2 l1 l2 and it would be like the various weapon sets you would get but the yeah the i told you this i what i can't remember at this point i can't remember if it was in a podcast or I probably, I probably didn't speak this into a podcast chris but there is a set there is a certain digital economy that we often get access to early Mm. And when you have access to a digital economy before all of the other players have it, you can make some sweet, sweet moolah on that <laughs> digital economy by buying low and selling very, very high. So I, I do that every year without fail, and it's um, it's tremendous. It's really the ultimate way to play that game, if you ask me. But the in terms of actual cheats, um, I, I, I had I had one of the Game Shark Donnie's uh, for oh, yeah. uh, the GBA, so a couple of like hacked Pokemon, as it were. But it was always just like. Like shiny legendaries and stuff. It wasn't. It wasn't anything too dramatic. Um, yeah. I'm not a hacker. I'm not a hacker, man. What was it like? I see when you were on the magazines. Yeah. A- official Nintendo Mag. Did they print cheats or was that considered like dodgy?
2: No, we did cheats, but. <laughs> That that kind of that era, the cheats were kind of down on their arse a bit. They didn't they, they, they didn't really they weren't as popular as they were in the nineties. Like the eighties and nineties, magazines were full of cheat sections. But I think that's because I think the developers gave the magazines like the cheat codes. Um, because there's no way in hell you would have been able to figure some of those out back in the day but by the time the Wii and the DS came around cheat codes were kind of not as common um, it was either unlockables or it was slowly slowly moving to the kind of DLC type of thing so um, I think that was the last kind of so, so we had like guides and stuff and for a while we had like a couple of tips pages but ultimately there weren't enough tips coming in to kind of keep those pages going so we just went to the guides instead so that was kind of the last the last era of that
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good cheat page. Is, is, i miss printing out San Andreas cheats that turned out to be incorrect from like Cheap Planet and places like this.
2: Can I just say, calling back to previous podcasts, it's nice that this Pokemon thing that that the kind of um, bad thing they're doing is just old fashioned cheating at games rather than throwing shit at each other in hotel rooms, <laughs> like like as, as has been covered in the past.
1: Yeah, like previous champions uh, once did. But yeah, this is I, I watched uh, a lot of the the, the Pokemon World Championships. Um, it was. It was good, but it's a a weird thing because obviously it's not the most dramatic game to watch like any of the Pokemon disciplines, even the Pokemon, the Pokemon VGC, the characters are just kind of standing there and you can just hear people reading the text underneath the game and then you hear the crowd going,
2: oh,
1: because they clearly (laughs) saw like three steps ahead and they're just sitting there like, hmm, it's not like... You know when Overwatch was, like, really trying desperately to make Overwatch League a thing, God rest it? At least there was something about Overwatch League that was, like, watchable. It was, like, a game that you could somewhat understand. But um, on that, Lauren, what what esports do you watch? I know you're sitting on a Genji chair right now, which is... uh, With a
3: Cloud9 hoodie, because I'm a horrible person. Um, Yeah, so, to be (laughs) fair, when I got into the industry, my big thing was esports. Like, that was what I wanted to do, that was what my focus was. One of the first things that, kind of put me on a track to, you know, consider gaming as a career was that I was watching League of Legends, right? So I'd watched the LEC I watched the LCS, um, and then I decided, right, okay, I would really like to actually play the game. Um, and I remember the the person that I played it with at the time, because I really wanted to play NAR let me play NAR And Gnar, is, for those that don't know League, is relatively complicated for somebody that's never played any online game before. Um, and mm. I was like, never playing that again. Um, and then went back to it and spent far too much money on it. But that's an aside. Um, with eSports, it's mainly league. Um, I've done, I was at MSI a couple of months ago. Um, I used to watch Owl, but like you say, God rest it, that's gone now. A bit of Dota. Um, owl? Uh, wait,
1: did people call it Owl? Did people
2: genuinely call it Owl? I
3: always called it Owl. was not called Owl. <laughs>
2: Is it not Owl? Now I've <laughs> died in its because nobody gave a hoot about it.
1: I've, oh, uh, <laughs>
3: right. I've oh, always God. called it Owl. That, now you've said that, though. I don't know. I've, that, I've always I was so owl.
1: confused for a second, day, I was like, what is what What's is Owl? Is this What's some tournament owl? that I'm, I'm not aware of?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I always, oh, I always called it Owl. But I, and then, well, I've got an Overwatch tattoo, which is under there. But, like, it was one of those that... Uh, again it was interesting to watch but the problem for me was that there was just way too much going on whereas with League I can go okay mm. cool it's relatively slow paced and that bits of it will be action packed but then there's the slower bits that you can kind of digest what's going on but with, what I watch is constant 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 um, I liked Dota for the same reason that I don't play a lot of Dota but I could sit and watch it and go okay I understand what's going to happen next or I understand why that was a good thing but with, with Overwatch, it's just a flash of colour and everybody's dead. Yeah. I don't know. It's I prefer to watch Valorant versus Evo. Versus uh, well, I mean, it has gone, but even when they were still competing, yeah, it was Valorant that I watched because I could understand that better than just loads of people squishing together and hoping for this. Chris, do you ever watch
1: the FIFA esports? Only when
2: you have to to get like packs. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're you're forced to watch it on Twitch for an hour, so you keep it open on one window and just piss around on another window, and every now and then you get told you got a pack. Right, chairs Closed. I don't. I, I, I'm just. I don't. Esports just don't do it for me. I'm. I'm yeah. Of the era where I I can't watch people playing games. I need to be the one playing. So I'll happily do streams because I'm still playing, but I can't watch streams that much. I just can't do it.
1: Imagine watching people. Play or talk about games on the internet. What kind of sad, sick, sadistic, friendless person would do that? Remember to subscribe like and subscribe to the yeah, yeah. YouTube channel. <laughs> Story number two Jeff Keeley says this year's Gamescom opening night live is quote less about announcing new projects. Here's Jeff coming. The, amb- <laughs> the, the, the Jeff Polis is on the way. I <laughs> uh,
3: actually just team. muted the mic because I was like, <laughs> they're going to hear that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Speaking to VGC. Scotland, it happens. Yeah, I was
3: yeah. going to say, it's got East End of Glasgow, it's what
1: happens. <laughs> Are you in the East End? Hell, hell. Exactly. Speaking to VGC ahead of August 22's event, the host and producer said that viewers should expect mostly updates on announced games planned to release over the next 12 months. Quote It's going to be an exciting show with new looks at many announced upcoming games like Alan Week 2, Black Myth Wukong. Finally. Uh, i know everyone's buzzing uh this year's the night live is less about announcing brand new projects more about giving fans updates on the biggest games uh this is one of these pre-shows that he's he does he's the man now he does all of these there there seems to be one every time i blink um last year's show was over two hours and featured more than 35 games chris yes do you think this is a a natural kind of there's an ebb and flow to some of these shows being super announcement heavy, and some of them being like this. But do you think that the audience will ever accept that, or do you think people will be like, "Oh, dead show, dead show"?
2: The the audience never accept anything. Like it could yeah. it could be um, Shenmue Four, Final Fantasy Eight remake, um, all the games everyone wants. A new F Zero, Half Life Three, and you'll still get someone saying, "Yeah, but." but but where the fuck was Star Fox so so it's always going to be so so people will never be happy so I think Jeff Keighley is doing the right thing in tempering expectations even though a lot of people won't listen to him and will still be complaining if there are no big announcements but he may also be this is me now like totally backtracking on that he may (laughs) also be selling a dummy and like might actually have something big planned Mm. and he's trying to have you heard things? are you starting some wicked whispers? have a wink wink I have not i heard anything at all um yeah, I think it'll be fine. I'm, I'm secretly hoping that there's nothing big because it means an easy night for us. But um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm we'll just massively see. selfish.
1: Yeah, get on that gaming leaks and rumours. He's just, he's just dropped a massive hint but there no. for what we know is happening at opening night live. Wink, wink. actually gave us the whole show. Yeah, wink. A wink to the past. Am I right, Lauren? <laughs> <Exactly. what, laughs> a a wink, th- a
2: wink to the past remake. You mean? Uh, <laughs> wink, uh, wink, uh, wink. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Lauren, what, what do you think of these shows? Time.
3: I think it's you interesting... Them,
1: do you cover them for... Are you one of these <laughs> up all night covering you them, them for them news?
2: <laughs> <Are> you're <laughs> in
3: you you any, any, any games, games Paul! <laughs> no, i am are hating games, why am I here? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah, we do cover them um, because it's, it's news, right? And, you know, as much as, again, I'm with Chris and I'm very, very happy to hear that there's nothing massive um, going to drop that we don't... <laughs> well, that we don't expect... I think it's one of those that is like that you guys don't expect we expect, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's one of those that um, I don't mind watching them. I think that they're interesting. I think that obviously I watched Summer Games Fest. The main one for me was the the Xbox one, right? Because I wanted to see Fable. Fable is the you know the the thing that I that I'm probably most interested in aside from Dragon Age that was coming up. And I think that it is important that. You need to take a look at the games industry as a whole. Gamescom in itself is probably relatively quiet versus like last year where they had a bunch of new games that they were announcing and this type of thing. At the moment, the big things that are coming out are the big things that have been coming out for the past X amount of years that you've been wanting to hear about. And I think that this year we're going to probably see, at least by the end of the year, there'll be some sort of resurgence in that. So we're going to start seeing the new titles. But at the minute, I think it's mostly going to be the fact that Starfield's coming out. Armored Core 6 is coming out. All of these big boys are coming out as Gamescom kind of drops. So I'm not shocked that Gamescom isn't going to be a massive, massive deal immediately. But I definitely think when you get the Game Awards and stuff, that's when you're going to start seeing more actual new announcements. Because most things at Gamescom realistically have been announced so far.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and that is the thing. There's another one straight after the busy period. So it's kind of beholden on some some of these uh, companies to just wait, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: I'm. looking forward to it as it's, it came around very, very quick. See so. if I was Keely, and this is definitely mm-hmm. not how it works before people assume I'm making allegations here. <laughs> if I'm just saying if I was Keely and I was running the Gamescom show and somebody came to me and says, we're going to announce a big game, by the way, see if I was Keely, I'd say... Mm fucking leave it mate uh, wait for the wait for the game awards that's mine <laughs> wait, wait for wait for <laughs> fucking leave it fucking mate Keely's catchphrase yeah. <laughs> and just um, be like Le- leave, leave it for mine pal leave it for the big, leave it for the big show well I think, it, well,
1: I think it's a weird situation where then Jeff has to come out before like all of these shows to kind of set an expectation of like I mean it's somewhat self-inflicted in the fact that he is the Donnie that had the Elden Ring, he's the Donnie that's like Mace with Kojima, so he's got all this there, there is this expectation of like him holding, um, kind of holding court and holding all these big announcements, but yeah, I think I want to see as much Alan Wake 2 as they'll physically let me, so I'm quite happy, I'm not sure what Black Myth, Wukong, is that the one that's a, that's the, the Playstation thing? Uh, Black Myth Wukong, everyone's favourite Oh, it's, it's the it's the the monk the one the one he plays a monkey or something like that. Ah, he's, he's monkey adjacent. He's got monkey like feet. I believe.
2: He's <laughs> simian yeah. in
1: nature. He's simian-ish. Um, oh, it's based on Journey to the West. So it's like it's like uh, what's that game called? Enslaved Odyssey to the West. That was a good game. Was Underrated, it based on that? Wee gem. Oh, suddenly yeah. I care. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'll, 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 I'll give that a go. Uh, yeah, so looks interesting looks interesting too many, games. So many uh, games speaking of too many games do you know what game's going to come out and be the biggest game in the world okay. hyenas sega says hyenas has been challenging and it's adjusting the business model uh, the game was announced last june it's a robbery and extraction multiplayer shooter um in development at creative assembly and it's going to be on pc mac current and last gen consoles at the time of the announcement, Creative Assembly said the game won't be free to play. Um, Sega Sammy executives, I love it when they call it Sega, Sega Sammy, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it feels it feels much more official, were asked if they could provide an update on the game, such as the business model and expected impact on earnings during a Q&A session after the company's quarterly earnings. Quote, we are unable to talk about this title because the details have not been announced at this time. As this is a challenging title, we are striving to improve its quality towards the release. Uh... Oh, Towards the release on the front line of development, we are also making final adjustments to the business model in parallel. So uh, this game's going into closed beta and it will be publicly playable at Gamescom. Lauren, you cover PC games which are absolutely hoaching with stuff like this. There's a million shooters, there's a million uh, free-to-play shooters. Can can a game like this ever come out and ask 50 quid of your money ever again or does it have to be a free-to-play with a model?
3: I think that it's it's really, really difficult to, to launch any game um like this at the minute to be honest with you. Uh the thing with hyenas is that hyenas feels slightly counterproductive is in that it's like, you know, that eat the rich type of thing, but then you need to pay for it. Um, and I think that that was yeah. something that do you know what I mean? Like It's a it's a weird conundrum of like, the whole thing is you know, even if they ma- if you don't, you if you make a game like that you need to just not charge for it and you need to not charge anything because it's, it's two conflicting ideas that I think people hate um, and you know, having, we had a look at it at Gamescom last year it's, it is a weird sentiment that I think it's a video game that nobody really asked for um, and I've not seen much hype around it. Uh, I definitely don't think you can charge fifty quid for something like that. I think the problem with going free to play though is you end up like the you know the Vampire of the Masquerade Blood Hunt right, which is that free to play battle royale that died within a year because you, you, they can't fund it. So I think you definitely need to ask money for something, whether that is through a microtransaction system or it is upfront to make sure that your game goes and it you know it reaches an audience. But fifty quid is hefty. Um, and I personally don't think there's enough hype to to merit charging money for it, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, it's, it seems like a strange one to kind of position along. Like, if you think about the shooters that are full priced still, it's like the biggest of the biggest, like Call of Duty, and that's end of list. That's like, the rest of the stuff yeah. seems to.
2: Yeah the rest of the stuff has to just come out and find an audience do you know what I like see the you know the founders pack method of selling mm-hmm. free to play games where um, the game is free to play but for the first X number of months the only way you can get in by spending anything from 20 quid up to 90 quid if you're a maniac on like a a, a pack that gets you some stuff like X number of characters and skins or whatever and then that gets you into the game and that way the developer makes some money back at the start and gets a hardcore base in there and then after a few months it then goes properly free to play and that's when the microtransactions kick in and all that shit because Gameloft did that with its last two Disney games and it actually worked really well Um, and they've obviously going by the number of players on both of those games they've made good money on them and then they're set to go free to play and then that's when the, the audience builds. So I think that's a good way of doing it because it it, it, it makes some money back and make, lessens the chance that a game's going to die on its arse. And if nobody buys the Founders pack, they can kind of tell pretty early on, this is fucked. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think, it's, uh, <laughs> I think F-P-S-, is, uh, FPS is a weird market to try and get into just now as well. Like, so... Uh, I'll give her a shout out. Imogen Miller wrote a really, really good bit for PC Games End that you can go check out if you fancy um, about how we're moving back towards this kind of the more fantastical versus the more realistic type of shooter type of thing. And I think just now, I'm not seeing any shooters that are really doing anything massively different. Um, and I think until we see something that does break the mold, it is going to be just dominated by Call of Duty, Escape from Tarkov like these type of things, Rainbow Six, Um, or if it's a slightly more fantastical Valorant and Overwatch, right? I think that releasing an FPS game just now is really, really difficult compared to what it was a few years back when FPS was all the rage. Whereas maybe if you launch a closey title or something that's more fantastical, you probably have a better sway in the market just now. That's just me reading it as someone that has watched the trend be from... Call of Duty and Valorant over to things like Baldur's Gate 3 or you know upcoming things like Fable Um, and that the hype is there versus you know more traditional FPS titles but I might be wrong but you know I came in again when I came into the industry like I said it was League and Valorant that I did and Valorant released and then nothing's really released after it I think because that market is so 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 saturated just now
1: yeah um, I, I really don't know it, it hyenas falls into the same mind pit as what the hell was the name of that Ubisoft shooter? Um oh, answers in a the postcard, did they just sh- they sh- they shut it down? Hyperscape? Hype was it called Hyperscape?
3: Something
1: like that. Yes, Hyperscape yep. was a free-to-play shooter developed by Ubisoft Montreal. Like the the gold rush of the free-to-play shooters, how many do you think are still in development of these companies? And they're like, oh Christ, we we have really missed this boat. We can't get it out. That was the strange thing about that state of play where they showed mm-hmm. the new Marathon and they showed that game that I can't remember what it was called, but it was like an, an, another shooter extraction game. Like I don't know what the what what the feeling is that it's it's the battle royale thing of a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. now it's all let's do our version of Tarkov or our version of that kind of that kind of game when in the end it will just be call of duty sitting atop the mountain as usual um speaking of call of duty chris i know you love abusing people on call of duty
2: well, well, i'm glad, glad you added it off call, on call of duty yeah. that.
1: <laughs> because xbox has launched a new strike based enforcement system for online conduct finally get ready The platform holder has announced a range of enforcement actions that can apply if it's found players have violated Microsoft's service agreement or Xbox's community standards. The system will attach strikes for every enforcement, ranging in severity based on the inappropriate activity. For example, profanity or cheating will result in one strike, sexually inappropriate behaviour or harassment or bullying will result in just the two, and hate speech will result in three quote the system is similar to demerit strikes used in the driver's license system in many countries according to dave mccarthy who's the vice president of xbox player services quote for example a player has received two strikes would be a player that has received two strikes will be suspended from the platform for one day, whereas a player that has received four strikes will be suspended for seven days and have their license taken off them. Players have a total of eight strikes and once reached will be suspended from Xbox social features like messaging, parties, party chat, multiplayer and others for one year from the enforcement date. So according to this, uh, this pack and mix system, if you want to do Two hate speeches, that'll only get you your... So if you want to do two hate speeches and one cheating, that'll only get your seven or your eight. So as long as you just do that, you're fine. Chris, what Jamaica you make of this? This seems very strange and
2: very lax. Well, you know what they say, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool, fool me eight times, fuck off for a year. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know, it's like, it's... it's I, I definitely think something should be done about... Assholes uh-huh. online, um, but that's been what's that's been the the infinite struggle ever since online kind of chat began. Um, and this is an interesting way of doing it, but like hate strike is so complicated, and I would hate to be the 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 guy who decided that oh, hate speech is worse than sexual harassment. <laughs> and uh-huh. It's like okay, well, it's, enjoy only it time, par- it's, only, it's only three <laughs> times as bad as cheating. So, that's the thing exactly. Only three times as bad as profanity, no, apparently. No, no. This guy said "fuck" three times. That's, that's as bad as yeah. mass- some massively racist. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's, it's it, that's up for debate, obviously. But um, I don't know. I, but, but how do you prove that as well? Like, do, do, like do you how how strict are they going to be? Are, is, is someone seriously going to take a recording of someone saying "fuck" and send it to Xbox and say "look"? And then Xbox go take take a seat out, mate. Um, the, the, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know I I, I like the I like the theory I'm not sure I like the the practice and I'm not sure it's going to work I I appreciate them trying something but I think we've got a hell of a long way to go I think this should be if, if you'll allow me to put on my uh, my professional hat on here I think I think the solution is more education based, I think we should ah, be cutting yes. off this, this problem at the head rather than trying to continually fight the tail the ever growing tail mm-hmm. um, so I believe this is something that we should be educating our youngsters in the classroom um, I'll certainly I mean, I'll certainly be telling my daughter not to take any snash free arseholes <laughs> when she goes online <laughs>
1: The problem is, like, uh, if I feel uh, ill-equipped to comment on this because I was, st- I still found myself on FIFA 23 sending abusive messages.
2: FIFA's an exception. If you play, a, if you play a Rangers <laughs> player, FIFA's, a, <laughs> FIFA's the exception, it is legally allowed. If if a if a Rangers player rage quits on you in FIFA, it is legal. You are legally obligated <laughs> to send them a message saying, "I thought you didn't do walking away." That's, yeah, that, exactly. that is just, that's just the law. Exactly. Just, if just, if, just
1: just the, just if you go go into Ultimate <laughs> Team and you face somebody that's called like Big Job 16, let let's
2: stuff. Then you're like you're getting both barrels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If
1: you if if you face somebody that's called like Follow Follow Lundstrom Sixteen Ninety or whatever, mm-hmm. you, you're you're more than welcome to log on to their account and send them this is a vgc promise if you if you face someone in fifa with a rangers badge we give you full permission to say whatever you want to them just just give them both barrels yep. record record your voice of you singing a celtic song and send it to them
2: basically if you yeah, if you're playing fifa and the, the rangers badge appears you could preemptively god rest them because yeah. they like, like it's just just do what you want do what you want
1: yeah just send your club died 500 times in a <laughs> row <laughs>
2: I like, how, I like um, how we're still trying to build an audience and we've already, like, ju- we've just removed half of Glasgow uh, like, that's, 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 that's a key territory
1: I don't want that lot listening to this podcast
3: <laughs> that's <true> enough <laughs> I oh, picked the wrong time to uh, dye my hair blue. Oh my god! Next time I dye my hair blue, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry.
1: Do it. Ne- next Please time, next it. time she says, "Yeah, <laughs> give yourself a buzz cut and dye completely blonde like Lennon in the early 2000s um Lauren, what is your opinion on how? Do you think this system will actually help people? People stop I being arseholes or do you, you it. think it's just like? Is it just like security theater? Is it just we have to be seen to be doing something?
3: I feel like a lot of it is that type of budget cycling to be honest with you yeah. Like at the end of the day, like I don't understand how you can equate like you say, Chris, like you can't equate profanity to sexual harassment. Like it's like should it be a points based yeah. system on that type of thing. There are some things that are Okay, within reason, obviously, like you know, mm-hmm. if you say a nasty word to someone, they might get upset. Um, but the flip side of it is, is that's not on even on the same league as any hate speech or any type of you know harassment or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, as you know, not to bring it, that I'm a woman card, but having been there and been told multiple times as soon as someone hears your voice in an online game to get back in the kitchen or all that type of shit, mm-hmm. like you can't equate that to someone tell me to fuck off because I don't care, like, yeah, sure, whatever. But you know, when it's targeted at my gender or it's targeted at someone's colour or whatever, that's it's just not okay. Um, and I think that yeah. when you get to that level, it, that should just be a ban. Like you know, most other games when you look yeah. at it have a system that bans you immediately for stuff like that. Um, and Xbox, one of the leading, you know, one of the biggest retailers in the world, chooses to do it in a weird points-based system when every other game does it. That that's a permaban immediately. You know, it's they should, I would argue they should rethink it. Like it, you know, like you said, Chris. At the end of the day, that it's a case of. Something needs to be done about it, but that's, in my opinion, not the way that you do it. Yeah.
1: This might be an extreme opinion, right? We see in the age of uh, digital games and things like this, things of this nature. Mm-hmm. I think if you get banned for something like hate speech, they should just take your games off you, they should I mean, just a- ban you from getting into your digital library. That'll learn you. Or right, st- start with like a one week ban and then like see if you keep doing this we'll just take your games off you read the licensing since like, the licensing agreement we can do what we want Honestly, start, start, with
2: like, start with Wii games just so they know you're not messing around so like the first time you swear they take away Killer Instinct and then mm. they go. I know you don't play that anymore, but just so you know, if you ever feel the need for it, it's away. Next to Battletoads, and work, work mm. your way through the rare remakes, and then then move on to like the. the Chris String will be absolutely furious. <laughs> that's the only game he played until eventually, yeah. Like when it gets to to Far right I'm sorry, Call of Duty's is away. Yeah, that's you.
1: I mean that that would be the game that would really hurt the majority of the people mm. that that's uh, that's a lot effects. Pretty much, um, but when we come back. After this break, we're going to be talking about the number one shagging game of the year, Folders Gate 3. See you in a minute.
0: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome,
2: like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you
0: covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: and we are back look folks i said i wasn't going to play it but i was a liar um boulders gate three we talked about it last week I made fun of Ryan Easby. I told him that he was a wee VL for sitting playing this game where you just make your action figures kiss each other, but honestly, it's it's the sound of the summer, it, so, Borders Gate 3, RPG, kinda, uh, turn, turn-based combat, but th- that that is the most irrelevant, boring part of the entire game, the whole thing is the relationships between these characters and the way that you can approach things, so, I started playing it. With my girlfriend watching, and we're like, "Okay, we'll play a bit of this. It's everyone's talking about it. I don't know if you've been on X. I don't know, if, Chris. I don't know if you've been on the musketeers X platform uh, recently. I um, frequent it. Yeah, people are going mental over this Baldur's Gate Three. I was like, "Okay, I need, I need to know if people are saying it's better than Zelda and Game of the Year conversations. I need to know." And while I think that's a ludicrous opinion, and that's coming from me, noted Zelda hater. It, it, it is very impressive. So we, play, we played an hour of it, and it's like, okay, I need to go on with other things. I've got another review game, not that one, but I've got another review game to to be dealing with. And then played a couple hours of that. And then my partner was like, "You're going to stick on Baldur's Gate? Going to stick on Baldur's Gate Three? Because just listening to these characters, you're like, no, shit I've got a review there, to write. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> no, I'm playing Pac-Man Four.
3: He's got some points it's for that so, Xbox.
1: So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know." <laughs> it's so so engaging PlayStation PlayStation
2: code please I can't I can't can't, (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
1: my Xbox is busy Uh, Lauren have you played much Baldur's Gate 3 Uh, according to PC Games N, it's the only game that's ever been released because there's absolutely nothing else on that website at the minute (laughs)
3: like I said that was an annual leave it's alright I've got some League of Legends for you later today because that's so much better brilliant (laughs) I know we love League (laughs) Um, nah uh, yeah I've been playing way too much of it Um, that was my annual leave I'll be honest with you it was like I was the same it was one of those games that I was aware of in passing I've played D&D before and I was like oh do you know what like sure we'll give it a go why not like I didn't really expect to be that engaged with it but then one of the our lovely hardware editor Sam had said that it was very much like Dragon Age, and Dragon Age. There's posters, there's two of them up there behind me that are Dragon Age, and it's one of my favourite games of all time, right? So I was like, okay, cool. If it's like Dragon Age, then I'll probably like it. And yes, absolutely. Like I agree that I think the combat is really boring. Like the combat is honestly quite mind numbing, um, and I really dislike how the safe feature yeah. or lack of works. Um I just think that the fact that it doesn't save anything is really, really frustrating. But I think it is, you know, down to what you said, Jordan, it's the characterisation of these people. They feel like real people. Obviously they're not. Um but they definitely feel like real people, they behave like real people, and they are people that you kinda of want to get to know. And I think it's the story that's pulling a lot of people through the the pretty boring um turn based combat that again I also think is a bit way over and that most of the instances are very very difficult when I think they sometimes shouldn't be and I get that games journalists can't yeah. believe I do games <laughs> but I genuinely think that having played the game across all the difficulties the combat is over tuned
1: I, I, I totally agree like I'm doing a lot of like we're doing side stuff where we're like, constantly making sure our equipment's good but I got into a situation last night where you you're basically, and this really happens in the game, you're forced into a fight regardless of which way this conversation happens. There's like three different ways that it can go and it only changes kind of who's on your side for this fight. And... It starts off and you roll for initiative, and at the top of the screen will show you like what turn order is going to happen. One of my guys was at the front who's always at the front because of an ability he has, and then it's like nine people. So all my characters are basically instantly dead, and it's just not, f- it's not fun to not have a shot, you know? It's not fun to just be instantly killed, and it's weird because the whole thing is like most situations you can talk your way out of, or there's like a funny thing you can do to get around this, but. When it comes to the combat i'm always just like oh can we can we get past this but i just want this bit to be done so we can go back to the camp or we can go and find a new person to talk to um more importantly but lauren
3: mm-hmm.
1: as games go honestly right we need to have a conversation about okay. the way people talk about shagging in video games okay okay Let's let's be grown up about this for yes. five minutes.
3: Cool.
1: <laughs> let's be grown up. He says, "For the, introducing it with the word shagging." Shagging.
3: <laughs> okay, uh, let's Films. Films. F-
1: see when a film has a sex uh-huh. scene in it. Ah, uh-huh.
3: that
1: was in it. the biggest. It was- <laughs> that was the biggest news <laughs> in the world when you were like 14 you were like oh see if you, if you go and rent this film you, you, you might see
2: a bit of, oh oh it's, it's oh, no good when you're watching a film with your mom and dad though, and you need to cover your eyes and pretend you don't want to see it
1: well exactly but people treat video games like this still hmm. we're all old people and just because there's a lot of shagging in this game people are like oh oh, oh, let's, go, oh, oh let's talk about it on Twitter let's, let's see let's see oh have you seen the bit where you get to see some oh you know you can take their clothes off and you can see they're just they're all just hanging there and it's like yeah i mean it's got all it's, it's got all the like for, it's got all the actual sexuality of like undressing barbie and ken dolls and just going oh look at them look at them they've got body parts it's just strange to me also i've obviously pursued every sex scene i could because for scientific reasons um for guide writing reasons obviously for guides yeah. that shall never be written but i can't believe we're still at the mass effect stage of in-game sex scenes just looking like two bits of plastic going like <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a rubbing motion for for audio listeners. I'm just rubbing my hands together. Um, Lauren, as far, as far as that element of it, do you think um, it's a bit overblown, or are <laughs> so you like speak. me? Are you uh, <laughs> so to speak? Are you like me? Are you just every single time an option comes up, you're like right, press
2: X to pump. <laughs> <laughs> press um, X to pump should have been the name of the podcast to be fair
3: yeah. <laughs> There's a few names of this podcast going around I? Um, yeah. yeah I think it's, uh, it's one of those right? so Like I, say, I played Dragon Age right this is not this is not new to me like if you all had played Dragon yeah. Age Origins you could sleep with anyone and everyone and you know when I was like 14 I was like I went to an all girls Catholic high school I was like whoa mm. that's so cool bro <laughs> 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 so like to me that at the time was like whoa that's to if my mum comes in like I'm in trouble um, especially because all girls Catholic high school and I was trying to date Morrigan right so I was in big trouble yeah. <laughs> um, but when it came to when it comes to this like yeah you're right I, I don't really see I get it the characters are incredibly alluring and whatever but it's not anything that I've not seen before like you, you mentioned Mass Effect like I think we're it's still at that stage maybe it's a bit more in your face and it's certainly more part mm-hmm. of the campaign than the romance things were in Dragon Age, but yeah, I, I mean, it's funny to talk about sex on Twitter or X or whatever it's called that's make it XXX, that's what people do, <laughs> yeah. like, and it's you know, it is such a fundamental part of this game, and uh, maybe that's why it's really in the forefront of Twitter's mind. But to me, yeah. it's not, it's not anything we have not seen before, um, in many ways, and yeah, just. You go over it. Like unless I Astarian mean, dumps you, sure then don't go over that and then just cry for the rest of your life.
1: Oh, I hate a starian man. i leave him at the camp constantly. He's a wee bitch. It reminds me of uh, Jasper for the Twilight
2: series. Um, he's don't star CD me on like Twilight, come on. I'm forty I'm years cold. old. <laughs> Twilight, I mean fucking chase yourself. Twilight Those films are not. I get dragged I get dra- no they're, no, they're, they're bad. bad. I get I get dragged <laughs> see see, see part one of the last one I get dragged to the uh, last couple dawn. see part one of the last one which is like mm-hmm. they basically fucking play chess for, for three years and then it's yeah. like the end what are you talking about just, cut, cut the hour of chess out and you could have made that one film and that weird CGI baby at the end
1: oh see so if you've not seen it google what the baby originally I, I looked I've like because it was it, a, puppet. Seen it. It's, it's it's a, a puppet it's a puppet under- there's one for the kids um the, like the train spot the, twi- maybe. the Twilight oh. films are not bad they, they are got not a bad no, they're bad. bad. The <laughs> a ba- they got a bad rap at the time they got a bad rap at the time because it media for wee lasses. but the first one's totally fine the, the last one when, when Carlisle gets his head pulled off one of the funniest moments in film history and it turns out all to be a dream nothing wrong with that team, Edward, they, have like, a big, team they have a
2: big battle sequence at the end and finally I, uh-huh. I, was, I was the pictures falling asleep and I went oh wait a minute people are getting leathered now and, and they're yeah. like people <laughs> head, like heads are getting pulled off I was like yeah finally finally it's good and then it, it just goes oh actually that was a vision of what could happen well, yeah. what we're actually going to do is none of that and we're just going to uh-huh. be born as shite I was like oh okay so the one cool thing never happened alright he sees later."
1: You see, Chris, the Volturi had to try and destroy Renesmee because they I- worried that she was going to be um, an immortal child. <laughs> and an immortal child, insatiable, destroys villages. These immortal children. So when uh, uh, when Arrow and the rest of the Volturi went to fight the Cullens and uh, and the Wolves and the rest of the kind of miscellaneous vampires that they all brought together, Alice, who has the worst haircut in cinematic history, holds Michael Sheen's hand and shows him what would happen if they fought. Which and Michael Sheen would have got his head cut off so he goes, no need to fight today it's okay, Let, let's all be friends when was the last time you saw a film and it was like, let's all be friends there's something to be said about that, am I wrong?
2: drop a bomb on forks and start again uh-huh. speaking of bombs I saw Oppenheimer speaking of bombs first two
1: hours of it mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed it mm-hmm. Th- for the last hour, me and Laura were looking at each other like I'm gonna get out of here. It's mm-hmm. it's too warm, this has gone on for too long, sitting looking at my phone, time's going backwards. It's, it's too, too warm. <laughs> <laughs> it was rotating. So really I it was absolutely bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Killian Murphy's eyes are going in two different directions, his face is completely white, I'm like, Oh my god, this is he's already dropped it. What could possibly be left to talk about?
2: Um yeah, it's got, there's gonna be that extra out of the head we're I shouldn't have dropped that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically, it, it was like that was about was like, was shape, wasn't it? <laughs> the, the three act structure that Christopher Nolan poised was doesn't he want to build it? He builds, builds it, drops it. Draps it, it. <laughs> doesn't he want to drop it? Regrets that he dropped it, and that is it.
3: Gary no, Oldman is.
1: shows up for about 30 seconds as mm-hmm. as, as some old president bastard I, I don't know how much <laughs> money he got for that but I don't know what one he was at that point but he comes in and he goes oh Mr Oppenheimer you built me a bomb do you feel sad about building the bomb and then Oppenheimer who is for, he, where was Oppenheimer originally from because for the party of America twinned with Derry because his accent is all
2: over the place here's a fun fact kids can look at uh-huh. Gary Oldman Uh is younger than Gary Newman (laughs) and the names wouldn't suggest that that was Was
1: that what you would get that (laughs) Chris that's what I was getting
2: (laughs) Is that you'd think Gary Oldman would be older than Gary Newman because Gary Newman's newer but he's not he's older (laughs) (laughs) Uh, welcome to the VGC Film
1: Podcast Um, Breaking Dawn Part 2 was better than Oppenheimer none
2: of them them were (laughs) rubbish. That's not true. It's objectively true. I went to one, the first one I went to was like the fourth one or something, but, but mm-hmm. then girlfriend, who amazingly became a wife despite taking me <laughs> to Twilight. Um, <laughs> like the, like within ten, 10 seconds of the film starting, the werewolf boy rips his shirt off, and half the audience went, Ooh, and I'm all about then here. What's yeah, Jacob Black. Right? So, like, uh, no, no, no thanks. Pesh. Mm it's all about yeah. it's, it's dodgy as hell the guy's like the, the vampire boy's like a thousand year old or whatever and he's like to oh, stand in your room and watch you sometimes while you're sleeping oh, f- fair yeah. enough mate better in that's, that, that's, that, that, that's two that's, that's two strikes on xbox <laughs> <laughs> sorry he's immortal he can
1: wait out his man. exactly finally we have a few Starfield details for you it's coming up soon early access September 1st we will obviously be talking a lot about it when we can here's some bullet points from one chris scullion uh, this could be made up who can say <laughs> players can buy houses in all the major cities in the game um, some items such as harvested organs are considered contraband and have to be smuggled past security ships players can be arrested time only passes while actively playing it's not possible to set up trade routes outposts or mining operations and have them continue to produce while the game is off Um, all the player factions can be completed independently uh, which is interesting although it's quote not totally feasible to play through the game without killing anyone there are some systems to reduce the amount of killing if needed Lauren See when you play these Bethesda games, you're a good man, you're a bad man, you got old man. How do you play these games?
3: <laughs> um, so it's one of those that I always trend towards the evil side of things, right? When I played the first Fable, or the second Fable mainly, I was always like trending towards the evil side of things. I like to just uh, cause chaos. Um, I'm the same in Baldur's Gate, right? It's a drow that I'm playing and I just like, anytime mm-hmm. she's like, I really like Satan, I'm like, okay, we'll pick that option. Um, just because it is just chaos. Like, Classic Catholic. <laughs> you can tell it like really down now, can you? Um, but uh, it's like, it's one of those, like, if there's an option to just be an arsehole, I'll be an arsehole. But the flip side of it is that, like, then my inner, my inner Catholic comes out, and I'm like, oh, I can't be mean mm-hmm. to the man. I'll get strikes on Xbox. Like, I, so... <laughs> I can't follow through with it that's the thing is like I will be chaos and then I'll backflip on it because I'm like no I can't be that much a dick um, so honestly I probably sit straight down the middle of like picking the good, some good choices and some bad ones but in my head I'm a badass bitch who's like evil and hates everyone but realistically that's not how it works
1: <laughs> Chris yes. you are famously the least interested human being on earth about Starfield what will you be playing when Starfield comes out I thought you said the
2: least interesting human being <laughs> 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 I was like oh wow okay you're the I least interesting right. human being <laughs> I got a, somebody married me <laughs> I don't know it. I don't like know like Twilight right. fan I, I will true enough, um, what were you asking sorry something about Starfield what will you be playing when Starfield's out um what I, whatever I'm playing out Disney Speedstorm <laughs> oh hell yeah um, we still not converted you to Lorcana, yet I'm Not Lorcana can swivel I just don't do card games um, I don't know I'll, I'm, I'm waiting for EA FC that'll be, that'll be my big game when it comes out hmm. uh, do you know what I mean? I'll give Starfield a go over Christmas I just don't have time Baldur's Gate doesn't even register with me because I'm not entertaining a 150 hour <laughs> game that's just, just, just not happening um. Not when I'm not with the, with a job in the book and the kid. that can no chance. Anything ten hours or under is is right in my wheelhouse. Um. Except for my my three. Uh, well, my my three soon to be four live action ones. My Disney Speedstorm. My Dreamlight Valley, which I'm kind of going off a bit. My WWE 2K23 and my upcoming F- EA Sports FC24. That's my my rotation. Yeah. And then anything that comes up for review. That's what I'll be playing.
1: Um. I received. Uh, code while this podcast was on not for that one um but it's already is happening like i got a code last week for something that was basically the the starter pistol for review season so i will not be consistently playing anything don't know 2025
2: or something like that oh i, uh, I, 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 I think just, i just get the same thing yeah it's oh, uh, gonna be a fun one <laughs> I've, I've,
3: I mean, I've, I've, I've not f- got the thing now i want to know what the thing is i don't have the thing <laughs>
1: Uh, it's it's. Mm. I, I don't think it's coming out on your manky PC platform. No, ah right, okay, okay uh, then. No, it's not. We'll we'll we'll, discu- we'll discuss it after after this. <laughs> um, oh Christ! I just I just del- I just deleted the email. <laughs>
2: yeah, that, that's going ham- to hamper, hamper the It's
1: all right. I, I, I memorized the code. I'll
2: tell, I'll tell you pounds. what I want. I'll tell you what, what I want. What do no, you there, really want? Really the really real <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the law. You have to answer with that. I'll tell you what I'd like to buy. Um, <laughs> the The making of Karateka. If if, is that on any of your radars at all whatsoever? Hells. right you know that Atari 40 thing that came out or Atari 50 that uh. came out and it was like a really good like, digital encyclopedia type thing um, so the that's now Digital Eclipse who did that are now doing this series called I've got it written down here um, I can't even remember what the series is called but this is uh, the Gold Master series where what they'll mm-hmm. do is they'll take a classic game and they'll basically turn it into a museum piece So it's a timeline that appears and you'll go through documentaries and the creator of the game will do an interview, like a video interview, talking about how he came up with the idea of the game. They'll share like documents of how he made the game and stuff. Then you get to play the prototype of that game. Um, like they have like four or five prototypes before the game came out, and then eventually you get to the full game. So the whole thing takes a number of hours, and it's like a classic old game, and it's meant to make you appreciate the game and the development that went it and everything. So Karateka is the first one, which was the guy who did Prince of Persia, the game he did before that. Um, like, a, like, ah. like a kind of it's so, and, and it's out at the end of the month, and it's like a proper documentary, a playable documentary, basically about the making of that game, and it looks amazing, and they're going to do more like it. So that's one that not a lot of people may be aware of, but if you're into like game history, that's um, one to look at. Hmm. It's okay. Yeah, I know. You, I appreciate you're both going to instantly forget that the, the second I finish this no. sentence. now The
1: making of Karataka, You know the real reason I won't forget it is because when I searched up the first thing that came up was a book by Jordan M and it auto-filled to be Jordan Midler and I was like, hmm, when did I write a book about something I've never heard of? But look at that, a genuine recommendation on this nonsense book podcast we'll be back next week um god knows what we'll be allowed to talk about then but it will be fun nonetheless always is send your questions comments and concerns to podcast especially your
2: concerns <laughs>
1: <laughs> let us know uh, in the comments on the youtube video remember the vgc podcast is available on youtube let us know uh breaking dawn part two or oppenheimer what do you prefer i know i know my, my breaking dawn part two heads are in the comments at uh, the hashtag team carlisle thanks for listening to the podcast you can follow me on X at Jordan Midler Chris at Scully eighteen eighty eight, and Lauren at the Mori, the spelled normally M zero R R I. Is that correct, Lauren?
3: Yes. <laughs> so
1: cyberpunk, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Um,
1: we'd like to thank the great Grant Kirkhope for the use of the VGC podcast theme. We'd like to apologise for Chris, to Christopher Nolan for the things I have said on this podcast. Say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Say goodbye, Lauren.
0: Goodbye, Lauren.
1: <laughs> I will see you next time.
0: a Video Games Podcast is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.